Set tape two. Welcome to I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. Here's the deal. I am a ghost author. I write books for other people. And on this podcast, I play the meetings I have with my interesting clients. This podcast is for hardcore fans of the publishing industry who want to learn how the publishing industry works. If you are not an intense fan of the publishing industry, please stop listening. This podcast is only for people who are fans of the nuts and bolts of the behind-the-scenes action of the publishing industry. With me, as always, is my copy editor, Karen Donahue. Hello, Karen. You got new glasses, Will? Yeah. I try to step up my fashion, so yeah. There's little peace signs on them? Yeah, I've been getting into the 60s, peace and love. Summer of Love. I think I think a lot of that spirit has been lost, and we need to hold on to it. Mm, okay. Yeah, peace and love, baby. I'm also microdosing. What? I'm getting into like psychedelic, like therapy, like not you like full on tripping, just like, just like little bits of psychosyllabin. Is that how you say it? Like just you know, little LSD juice. I am proud of you, Will. I'm actually impressed. Yeah, I'm trying to open up my mind. I microdosed a little bit too much yesterday and went into a full-on acid trip and ended up wandering across Los Angeles and actually fell asleep in the L.A. River for mm-hmm. a little while. Right. Uh, luckily, right. wasn't too full. I was face down in the L.A. River. But um, I woke up, and uh, a homeless man woke up, and I he and I shared a can of beans, and I actually had a really nice afternoon with him. You're not supposed to say homeless, but, you know, an unhoused <laughs> gentleman uh, wow. in the uh, L.A. River, and I am. Um, a guy who was, he's really out there, but in a way, he opened my eyes to a lot of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. He's a musician. Apparently, he wrote the song, I Kissed a Girl, and Katy Perry stole it from him. That's what he said. I didn't check out his story. Wow. But he claims to have had songs stolen from him. He also said that he wrote John Lennon's Imagine, and that John Lennon stole that from him, too. That could be. That could be. Could a be. lot of stuff could like be. I that believe happened. It. I believe it. I'm really impressed, Well, I'm really impressed that you're getting out there. You got out of your house. Oh, I thought you'd be mad at me. I thought you'd be so mad. You thought I would be mad at you for microdosing? Yeah, just doing drugs. I mean, just like, I don't know. I thought you'd be skeptical. You thought I would be mad at you for I doing I know you've drugs. done a lot of drugs. I'm just saying I thought you'd be mad. I thought you'd think that I couldn't handle it, so you'd like look down on me for it. Hmm. Wow. Well, you don't have me pegged at all, Will. You okay. do not As have usual, me pegged. I'm totally wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are. How's your banjo playing? Ugh. It's coming along fantastic. How do you, you just picked it up a couple weeks ago, and you're already like really good at the banjo? Yeah, I'm just musically inclined. It's super easy. I'm actually headlining at Dollywood. How already is that happening? You started like two weeks ago. How are you headlining at Dollywood? Mm, I put a thing on YouTube and it just took off. I saw that. It was great. That's Mm -hmm. where you do Foggy Mountain Breakdown. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You just rip it up. You rip and it I was up. shocked, too, because I was like, I'm not going to sign up for TikTok. You know, I'm not going to put this on TikTok. I'm not going to get through a whole new thing. I was like, let me just put it on YouTube, see what happens. Boom. And exploded. It exploded. I can't help it. Good for you. Yeah. You make a lot of money, too, on the ads. I've never had that happen. I owe money. on YouTube bills me. Oh. Apparently, if you, if you upload enough videos and they don't get any views, you are, you are liable for the bandwidth that you're taking up on YouTube. So I had, mm. to, I had to sign up for a premium account or they were going to kick me off. Mm. Let's get to our guest. Please, because I'm 
really busy. <laughs> what are you doing that's so busy? What am I doing that's yeah, so busy? Yeah, I don't believe it. You say you're so busy, but you do every one of these. Yeah, I do every one of these as a favor to you because I care about you. And it's I'm glad that. you're microdosing. Is that what you want to hear? I care about you? That's what that's this what is That's what I want to hear. That's right. That's what I'm manipulating you into saying, that you care about me. That's exactly right. A long walk, that's what I wanted. You gave it to me. You lost. All right, let's mm. bring in our guest. I don't know who this person is. I'm going to connect him to the Zoom call right now. Hello, are you there? <laughs> How are you guys doing? Uh, hello, sir. Thank you for joining. Well, thanks um, for having me. Is that a clown nose? Is that a clown nose? You That's just right. <laughs> and I am thrilled to be here. <laughs> nice to see you. Um, I don't. We haven't met before, right? Uh, what, what's, what's your name, sir? Well, my Christian given name is Dolby Sheen. That's right, uh, Dolby, like the digital theater like studio the sound, yeah, and Sheen, like Charlie and Michael. Okay, Dolby Sheen. Dolby um, Sheen. Are you related to Charlie or Michael? I am not. Just, but that's how that your name is like. Like there. That's right. But my clown name is Mister Picklesworth. Usually when I say that, it gets a bigger reaction. I just was stunned. I just wanted to write it down to make sure I got it right. Mr. Picklesworth Mr. is what it is? Mr. Picklesworth, clown, purveyor of smiles. I'm sorry, Mr. Picklesworth. I'm Karen Donahue. How are you? I forgot to introduce you. Pleasure to meet you, young lady. <laughs> young. <laughs> Okay, Dolby, Dolby, do you want us to call you by your clown name or your Christian given name? Well, you know, this is more of a business meeting, so you can call me by my Christian name, Dolby. But you are in full clown regalia, I noticed. Well, never leave the house without your best suit on, as my pappy always said. (laughs) Okay. That's great advice. Great Great advice. advice. Great advice. That's right. Mr. Picklesworth slash Dolby Sheen, what kind of book are you hoping to write? So I'm hoping to write a book that will inspire generations of young clowns at a philosophical level. And the title I've got for this book is Zen and the Art of Unicycle Maintenance. Wow. Thoughts? Well, my first thought is that's obviously a... Shout out to Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, the 1970s phenomenon, you know, the book that was about like a lot of things, but about like getting back to a simpler time and finding your the true meaning that is that was maybe been lost uh, as America got more technologically advanced. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in that book. Have you ever read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? I got to be honest, this is the first I'm hearing of it. What, you've never heard of Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance? No, I was sleeping the other day and this title came to me, Zen and the Art of Unicycle Maintenance. And I said, that's, that's really a book hard I got to write. You know, I think a lot of people have not read the book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, but I feel like it's one of those titles that people know and kind of gets out there. You've never heard of that title. I mean, I again, maybe not in my waking mind, but you know, the dream space, the rules are different there. But the okay. point remains, I want to write this book for the generations of young clowns or uh, that need to be inspired. Just honked your nose there in the middle of your sentence. That's right, so just... to punctuate my point. Okay, so. Uh, well, you know, that's actually, even though you've never heard of it, that actually is a great title because it's a famous book. And so to kind of leverage its fame for your book, that's that's not a bad idea. And if your book is supposed to be an inspirational book, well, the, the original was also inspirational. So that's it actually, it's actually quite a good title. All right. Well, sounds like we're cooking with gas. 
But here's the problem. I don't know how to put pen to paper. I'm more okay. of a kinesthetic, performance-based man, you know? You're a physical guy, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like to touch to learn. I don't like to write and write. To write and write. Yeah, so, okay, uh, well, that you've come to the right place. That's what Karen and I do. Like, I'll write the book, and Karen does the copy editing and the grammar, and we'll be able to, we'll be able to get you a book that inspires generations. We'll, we'll need your help for the content, like the, the lessons. Sure. Yeah, I've got lots. Well, what of are we? What are some lessons that you think people could learn? Like, what is it? What is something that you think the young clowning generations need to know? Okay. Yeah. So, first lesson of clowning is you, your normal self, is boring and bad. You think it should be that negative? You think we should start off that critical? Write that down, Will. Write that down. You, That's important. your normal self, this is boring and bad. Dolby, she knows what he's talking about, Will. You know nothing about clowning. Just sounds Write a little that negative. down. I wrote it down. It just sounds a little harsh to me. Gotta break them down to build them back up, okay? Mm. Okay, so this is a pretty harsh beginning. Your normal self is boring and bad. You, your normal self, is boring and bad. <laughs> you want me to get that in there? You, comma, your normal self is boring and bad. Is this something you believe about yourself, Dolby? That's what I believe. Dolby Sheen is a bad piece of shit, garbage, <laughs> wow. dumb, butthole muncher. Wow, I don't, I'm sure that's not true. I'm that sure Dolby- probably is true. Thank and you, hey, Karen. good for you for recognizing it. This is something you need to do, Will. You need to recognize who you really are, okay? I'm not, it's this, so, well, I don't have any interest in being a clown, so it's not for me. You, me. your normal self, Will Hines, is boring and bad. Okay, I've made a note of that. Um, okay, yeah, so I- Part maybe, maybe two, if I may. Of course. Please do. But within each of us lies a hilarious physical performer in the style of Carrot Top. Okay, that's part two. So just writing this down. So I, I like that this is more positive. Inside, inside your boring self is a kind of more creative being who wants to come out. A physical performer in the style of Carrot Top is what you're saying. That's right. Renowned clown, Carrot Top. Now, I don't really think of him as a classic clown, I guess. He's a Vegas performer. Also, he is pretty verbal, right? Isn't a lot of his stuff props and puns? Yes, I suppose that's right. But that's only two rules. We've got more, you know? And as, uh -huh. I, as I add to the fuel to the fire, the entire... <laughs> Poopery of what it is to become a clown will become clear. Okay, I think it's pronounced poopery, but uh, haven't you ever seen this spray in bathrooms? It says it right on there, poopery. Well, that does look that's like that's how you pronounce it, poopery. That is how it's spelled. I okay, well, yeah, maybe it's poopery. I'm not it so sure. It is poopery. Why are you being so negative, Will? You're questioning well, I, I, everything. Dolby Sheen is saying, you know nothing about clowning. Admit yeah. it. I think you're going uh, crazy right now, Karen, because I have asked the smallest questions that I think are totally reasonable, and you're jumping down my throat for no reason. So why don't you shut the fuck up and just uh, let me ask questions. Do you want to write? You need this money. Yes, though. I want to write this book. <laughs> I haven't said I don't want to write this book. I'm just seeing if it's a good idea to shit on the reader in chapter one and then in chapter two tell them that their inner performer is like Carrot Top. Smart, smart. Maybe it'd be smart. better just he to say that. talking about. Maybe it's better to say in chapter two that, you know, inside them is a brilliant physical performer uh, who is a clown. 
you know, and let them decide who their inspiration is. Do you, do you think it's really necessary to tie this to Carrot Top? Is it essential for generations to be inspired by Carrot Top? Hmm. Well, he inspired me on my clowning journey, so I simply wanted to share that. But I leave that well, to you. You're the writer. No, no, you're the clown. If that's if that's who your touchstone was, we'll leave it in there. What is it about Carrot Top that you like so much? His hair. He does have very pronounced hair. It's red hair. I'm sorry that I pause after you say things. Sometimes I need to process a little bit. Uh, once you know, that's not meant as a judgment. I'm just making sure I fully hear and feel your answers. Mm-hmm. I also relate to his recent journey with plastic surgery. You like that about him? I do, because he's like- trying to change the boring and bad self within him. He has very pronounced plastic surgery. Like some people get plastic surgery, and it's hard to tell, but. You look at Carrot Top's face, it is incredibly obvious that he has modified his face. That's right. And I relate to that journey of modification in search of constant betterment. And that's the theme of my book. Ooh, that's a great theme. Modification in search of constant betterment. Write it down, Will. I wrote it down, right? I'm Write writing everything down. down. You Just don't need like to tell me to write it down. how you got new glasses. That's modification in search of betterment. Yeah. Dolby, these glasses I'm wearing with the peace signs on them, these are new for me. These are not my normal glasses. And I got to say, they're funny. They're Thank hilarious. you so much. I they're appreciate hilarious. that. I wasn't going for a joke per se, even though they are two huge peace signs that I'm looking through. Uh, but I, I don't mind bringing a smile to people's faces. That's all right. You've already taken the one little step along your clowning journey. That's, that's, that's You're great. You're on a journey, Will. You're going to become a clown by the end of this. So do you really think part of becoming a clown, how much of it is hating your normal self? Uh, 75, 80%. Wow. Wow, you would make an excellent clown, Will. You really would. I already do kind of hate. Ooh, balloon. Ooh, balloon. Look at that. I got you something. How would you describe what that is? I'm looking at it and I... It's hard for me to say exactly what that is. What would you say that is? It's a representation of the inner piece of shit that is in all of us. Wow. You can't see that well? It's clear. No, now I can. It does look like that. It's just kind of a. I was going to say, it doesn't look like an animal per se. It looks like kind of more of an amorphous sort of thing, but I guess that just represents the piece of shit nature that is the pre clown self. That's right. And now watch this. (laughs) Oh! I puncture it, and from within. A hilarious new being is born. Uh, amazing. I great, it. great trip. I love yes, that. yes. I love hooray. that. Very, very, very good, Dolby. I gotta say, sometimes I think my act is a little overly conceptual for the five to seven range that I typically perform for. What you just showed us, is that something you normally do for the five to seven year olds? That's my opener. You say this is the piece of shit regular self, and then you puncture the balloon. What's the reaction? You I I dumb it down for. I say this is the piece of poo inner you. That's uh, nice. That's nice that you dumb it down. That's nice that you dumb it down a little. They like the rhyme, the piece of poo. That's the inner you. That's right. Yeah, it's pretty catchy. How does it? It's more catchy. Yeah. How does it go over? It goes over pretty flat, I would say. Okay, okay. They do not like it, but <laughs> I will not change or move it ever. That's <laughs> so smart. That's your, I mean, you're an artist. They have to catch up important. to you. They have to catch up to you as an artist. That's You're not going to change, you know, for them, you know, give them what they want. They'll come to you. That's right. Do you ever have 
the kids talk to you after the act who have been inspired by you or the parents maybe? Parents sometimes. The parents say, wow, you really have done a good job in your act of capturing the malaise and angst of being middle-aged. <laughs> oh. That's interesting. So they really, some of the, they some really of the older parents. To it. Yeah, That's they right. To it. So it makes the parents think. I do a trick also where I get on the top of a ramp on a motorcycle and then on an actual motorcycle an actual motorcycle and i put a sign on myself that says i'm trash and then i drive the motorcycle down the ramp into a brick wall again Wait, so, uh, as a representation me- of destroying the trash that is within me wow. and how does this work if you do this you go to a birthday party in somebody's house which is like in their basement or something and then where's the ramp and the brick wall set up they're both mobile and collapsible. Amazing. Nice. nice. I got to get your contact information. I really do. Because, you know, I have a lot of occasions. Uh, a lot of times I put on parties. I'd love to have you. I do divorces. I do all kinds of... You do divorces? Of- Walk me through. How, how, how do you do a divorce? Like, what is that like? Recently, my greatest number of clients have been performing at divorce parties. So a couple is splitting up. Are both members of the couple there or just one? That's right. It's it's folks who are newly single and are looking to find inspiration in the new phase of their life. And yeah, something about my act really seems to connect to the destruction of the old and the rebirth of the new phoenix that lies within. Your nose is falling off your face there, Dolby. Wanna... Thank you. Sorry. Not, no, not at all. Lord Just you to know. Top, help me now. You, you call out to him almost, you invoke him when you need inspiration. That is right. I've seen him in Vegas 37 times. So many. That's so many times. And is Does... the act exactly the same each time? It sure is. I can memorize it. I can <laughs> recite it top to back. You want to hear the opening joke? Love to. <laughs> yeah, what's Honestly, the opening joke? Honestly, would love to. Because I know he's got these well-crafted puns that he's really written and, like, worked out. That's right. He goes, so the opening joke is he comes out on stage, he grabs the microphone and goes, I'm hungry. Uh, Is this a bushel of carrots? Nope. It's the top of my head. Howdy, y'all. I'm Carrot Top. (laughs) That's his opening. (laughs) He's a genius. I don't. I can't believe he's a genius. I feel like he could beat that. I feel like that's a pretty vague start. Perfect, perfect start. Perfect. That must. The crowd must really get going it after kills. that one. And I gotta say, people have told him change that, move that. It doesn't make sense. But he says no, I will not. And I take my cues from him. If he doesn't change, that's that, why you don't move or change the top of your act. Can I point out something? You're saying that your book should be called Zen and the Art of Unicycle Maintenance, but you have a motorcycle in your act, right? And the original title is Motorcycle Maintenance. He doesn't know that book. Well, he's never I've heard never of it. Heard well, where's the unicycle factor in? Well, how do you, when's the unicycle? We're only on rule two. We're only Why are you mad two? at me? Because Why are you mad? You're acting. You're really it's an questioning. insanely reasonable question. Oh, my God. This is a brilliant artist, Will. And you're such a piece of shit, okay? That is not so, fair. That is really not is fair true. at all. It really all. is true. This is a brilliant artist you're talking to, okay? So you need to treat him as such. Thank you, Karen. Of course. I've got no <laughs> I do respect you, Dolby, Mr. Picklesworth. I haven't even gotten to the pickles yet. 
Ooh. Let's get to the pickles. What happens with the pickles? Okay, so I also own a side business as a briner. Someone who makes pickles? Like who turns money? cucumbers? Is there good money in that? Not at all, but it um. is a hobby that I love. Oh. Okay, well, love is an important reason to do something. Yeah, I do passion. pickles, I do radishes, I do Ooh. carrots, obviously. I, do, I even pickles things that don't classically, that you wouldn't classically consider to pickle. Mm. Okay. Like what? Let's see. I have pickled uh, some uh, b- beef, which is not crazy. <laughs> which is not crazy. Oh, no, no, no. Pickled beef is a, it's a Polish delicacy. Okay. All right. But th- it's still not traditional. I don't think of it as I. It's not something that I've come across. So yeah. Fair well, enough. Fair enough. Who cares what you think? Will I'm allowed to speak, Karen? Good heavens! Goodness. Goodness. I'm sorry. Goodness gracious. Good golly, Miss Molly. I'm sorry he interrupted you. It's okay. Sometimes guests like when I interrupt because they need a second to think because it's almost like they're making it up as they go and sometimes they appreciate when someone else is talking because they get a moment to gather their thoughts. That's like the section of my act where I do improvised unicycle maneuvers. Ooh. What's that like? It's pretty dangerous. I got to be honest. Okay, you get on your unicycle and you do stuff you've never done before? <laughs> That's right, and I let the spirit take, the carrot top spirit take me, and I just get on there and I feel it. But actually, here's where the inspiration for the title from the book came from. I got on my unicycle the other day and I realized it had not been maintained. It was oh, rusty, the wheel fell off, and so I was just <clears throat> sort of sitting on a like seat in the dirt. <laughs> That's bad. Because there's only one wheel, so if it falls only off, one wheel. The you don't have a lot of room if that one goes. And so I said, I got to maintain this. And then I realized as I was fixing it, there's more here. This is the spice of life. I said, I'm a piece of dog shit fixing this motorcycle. God, I suck. Unicycle. Sorry. Why do I keep saying motorcycle? Because <laughs> that Will was the original title that of the in pro- your head. It's not Will my fault. Planted in your head. I'm so sorry. He's well, like earlier. He you. said he rode a motorcycle down a ramp, and now he's fixing his unicycle. I'm not. I, it's not my fault that I'm asking him to clarify. So, are you saying that like fixing the unicycle is like a metaphor that you're like there's deeper meaning there? That's exactly right. Because here's the thing: Have you ever fixed anything, either of you? No, nope. I have. Will has not. What's the last thing you fixed? Uh, let's see. My Alfa Romeo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is a beautiful car. So t- walk me through the first three, four minutes. You're, you pop the hood, you know, you're getting in there in the engine. Are you feeling good about yourself? Yeah, I, of course. I take the air filter off. I look at it. I look at the carb. I see what's up. I check the connections on the spark plugs. I'm like, that looks good. Take off the distributor cap. Feeling good. I know my way of running engine, baby. Okay. Well, in that case, my book may not be for you. (laughs) Who is your book for? For someone who has trouble fixing things? My book is for those of us who are deeply depressed and have a lot of anxiety and are looking for a way out. All right. I am. I'm your I'm your ticket. I need it. I'm deeply anxious and sad. Wonderful. Okay. Well, what was the last thing you fixed? I mean, it's never worked successfully. A couple of weeks ago, my uh, my toilet was clogged, and so, sorry to be gross, and I got off the old plunger to unclog it, and I somehow removed the toilet from its from the floor. Uh, the entire fixture got separated from the floor, and the pipe was broken, and it sprayed in a pretty intense pressure water up into my face. 
uh, shattering my glasses, which is why I had to get these new peace sign glasses. So you're sitting there uh, covered in shit, feeling bad about yourself? Covered in shit and sewage water. I called the plumber. He refused to come to my house because he'd already come several times in the previous week. I, apparently, I was banned from his client list. And so I got a bunch of duct tape and closed up the pipe. And I uh, still don't have a working toilet right now. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dolby. This is, I mean, this goes exactly to what you're saying. This goes exactly to what you're saying. But I just want to ask Will, what's going on with your toilet? Why? What's going don't on have with it. your poops? I know, but what oh, happened? I, I, Why do you keep clogging up your toilet? Are you, what's going on? My poops just were getting too awesome. No, no. They were awesome. They were just so dense. And powerful. Uh, I was fascinated with them, and I refused to flush them, and I kind of let them pile up. And oh. they were just like little poop cannonballs in my toilet, just so dense and hard. And then I tried to flush it, and it uh, just didn't work, and it jammed up in the and uh, the toilet. Wow. Broke. Wow. Maybe, maybe you're I was eating a lot of spinach and iron, so I was getting real dense, like. I mean, you got a Popeye I poop. I, I don't mm -hmm. know, Mr. Picklesworth. You tell me, like. If this is right, but it seems like Will is such a piece of shit that he's so wrapped up in his own shit, literally, mm -hmm. that he couldn't let his shit mm -hmm. go. That he saw his mm. poop as an extension of himself, mm. and he didn't want to get rid of it, so he wanted that hanging around. And he thought he he should live in shit. He said, "This is what I am. This is what I deserve. This is what I need to be near. This what is what that, makes Mr. me feel comfortable." I think that is dead accurate. Now, what if I told you, I'm going to, if you'll indulge me, can I give you a little reframe? Great. That'd be great. Yeah, reframe me. I'd love it. What's the one thing that is always funny? Poop. Farts. Huh? Okay, a fart. Yeah. Fart. And fart. what is just left of a fart? A poo. And so if you think about it, you being covered in shit is actually a hilarious physical comedy bit that you would have right. never gotten to had you not been down in the dumps, okay? So you dump yeah. it all down, you shit on yourself, and then you realize, wait, this shit all over me is hilarious. I gotta share it with the world and make them laugh. And that's, <laughs> that's what my book is about. That's wow. incredible. So... I should be glad that my toilet exploded and covered me in poop. Because poop is always funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, let me write that down. Poop is always That's rule number three. That's rule number three? That's it. Oh, wow. Right after Good. you. I'm glad we got to it. You, your person, is boring and bad? I think it's you, yourself. Is a boring and bad person. Yeah. You, yourself, as a person, is boring and bad. That's right. Yeah. I wrote it down. I don't know why I can't read it right. And then... Uh, chapter two is oh, inside wait, I'm of sorry, you. I'm sorry. You, your normal self, is boring and bad. That's right. Well, take the notes, right? I got it. I got it in my head. Then chapter two is inside of you as a brilliant physical performer in the style of Carrot Top. That's right. Yep. And number three, poop is always funny. <laughs> yes. And we're settled on unicycle maintenance, right? Not motorcycle maintenance, even though motorcycles do factor into a lot of your story. That's right. It's got to be unicycle maintenance. Mr. Picklesworth, I just want to say you're basically writing this book for Will. <laughs> Please don't listen to Karen right now. You're she does up, this every episode. You already got the rules. It's very organized. Your thoughts, you know exactly what you want to say. You're a writer. You you don't think you are, but you are. I appreciate that, Karen. That's very nice of you to say. Mr. Picklesworth, I got to tell you, every single episode we do, Karen at some point tries to sell the person on not using my services and writing it themselves. Not you, true. of course, are free to do that. But 
don't Karen just does that every time, so you don't need to give any special weight to that recommendation. Well, you know, I went to clown college, and you know, letters and numbers wasn't exactly part of the equation. Yeah, let us handle that. I think we got it all right. Hey, I know this is crazy. I think we got enough to wrap up this first segment. And uh, if you don't mind, we can meet back up tomorrow morning with some follow-up questions. Sounds good. Great. Well, I've got seven more rules to give you really quick, and then I'll get out of here. All right, let's do it. You want to do it right now? It's important, Will. Listen to the client. I'm letting him. Okay. Rule number four, you are a dog. Rule number five, ha, 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 the phoenix has risen. Rule number six, God damn, you ain't shit. This is a real up and down roller coaster so far. <laughs> Rule number seven, never has there been a more hilarious individual presence since Sinbad. Number eight, ride that unicycle into the future. Rule number nine, God, you suck. Rule, <laughs> n- <laughs> Rule number 10, the journey is complete. Start your very own clown college. Wow. Okay, no, wait. It's all right there, Will. All right there. <laughs> I don't know if Clear these are day. rules. They seem more like steps or phases or something. Rules, because rules. they don't, they cannot all hold as rules simultaneously. Sometimes you're the most brilliant comedic presence in Sinbad, and sometimes you're a piece of shit. So they're not really rules. They're like phases of development, maybe, you know. Uh, Will, your insistence on picking apart the structure of this book makes me think you need it more than anyone. Wow. All right, I guess so. True. I guess so. All right, um, so if you don't, I've taken a note of all those rules, and we'll meet with you tomorrow, Mr. Picklesworth. See you guys then. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) Hello. If you're enjoying I Will Write Your Book, Please do that thing that every podcast asks you to do and go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It makes a huge difference to us getting to new audience members. Also, if you have ever heard of social media, there's I Will Write Your Book on Instagram and I Will Write Your on Twitter, which features photos of our guests. And sometimes we get fun fan art that mocks up the covers of these books that we are talking about on these episodes. And it's really fun. So I hope you get a chance to check those out. And thanks so much for listening. All right, cassette tape three. Uh, this is a meeting with myself and Karen Donahue. Wow, you're really wailing on that banjo. Yeah, I can't help it. Oh. It's easy. I'm so nimble. You know, I'm just like naturally inclined to do anything I put my mind to. Why are you wearing a rainbow wig? I'm in the middle of a transformation. Mr. Picklesworth has convinced me that I need to let my inner carrot top out and mm. because I'm bald and I don't have like that nice you know red hair that carrot top has or even orange hair that I'm just I thought I would use this clown wig as sort of a placeholder <laughs> well okay well you're trying to let your inner carrot top out or you're do you want to become a clown well is that what I want to be carrot top or Sinbad whichever is the most <laughs> natural fit for me okay I think I'm more of a storyteller so I'd Sinbad fits better but if carrot tops the way that I should go then I'll do carrot top Mm. Sounds like you want to do this book. Can't wait. I'm also in the middle, as I talk to you right now, of a pretty intense acid trip. Right. I moved up from microdosing to full dosing. Uh, I took four tabs of acid last night at three in the morning, and I'm still currently um, affected. Mm. So, you know, a lot of times, well, I don't want to nitpick because you know I don't do that to you. Never. You know, I don't You're very like fair. To- 
I'm very fair, you know, and um, I don't criticize. But what the fuck are you doing? Most people microdose under the supervision of a doctor, some kind of a doctor. You're just willy-nilly. Where'd you get the acid from? The gentleman that I met at the L.A. River who thinks that John Lennon stole Imagine from him okay. uh, had a connection he recommended. Okay. Well, um, just to be clear, you have a a potted plant on your foot. Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, that's a... I guess you stuck your foot in a potted plant? I had a desire to sort of see what trees feel like. Okay. And I wanted to like bury my feet in some soil, but there wasn't a lot of soil around my apartment building, so I just took two plants I had on my counter and shoved them on my feet. Okay. I feel good. (laughs) All right. And more peaceful, I guess. We're all Mm -hmm. one. Have you ever thought of that? Uh, I guess. Like we're all part of each other. Right, 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 right. Like, if I hurt you, I'm really hurting me. And it's if I love molecules. you, then I'm loving me. Yeah, we're all just molecules. <laughs> right, right, Like, the right. distance between the molecules of your face, what's the difference between that and the distance between the molecules of your body and, like, that refrigerator? Um, different. But anyway, Nothing. are you going to do this book? Oh, yeah, baby. Don't call me baby. I'm sweetheart, not your baby. I'm doing this book, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm not your sweetheart, and I'm Sugar? not your baby. Sugar? I'm doing this book. I I swear to God, I will deck you. Listen, Ms. Lollipop. (laughs) Ms. Lollipop and Candy Canes. I'm doing this book. All right, cassette tape number four. I will write your book, A Second Meeting with Dolby Sheen. Hey, Kara Donahue. Dolby, thank you for joining us again. Howdy ho! (laughs) That's like from South Park. You just did Mr. Pooh from <laughs> Mr. Pooh. <laughs> whatever is whatever the talking poop, whatever that character is from Mr. South Dookie? Park. I forget, but doesn't he say Heidi Ho? Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. heard of that show. <laughs> you never heard of South Park? No. Nope. Never heard of it. No. It's a very popular show. And it's been running a long time. Sounds funny. Well, I'm very excited about your book, Mr. Pricklesworth. I do want to question, do you think it's really necessary to drag people up and down so much through those rules? I do. You know, I got to be honest, like that that's the thing I need this book to be more than anything. It is representative of this roller coaster of a life that mm-hmm. we performers lead. And if mm-hmm. people considering the profession are not ready for that, then they don't need to be a part of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think so many of us struggle with the ups and downs of our mental health and life that seeing that journey represented in word will really resonate with a lot of people. I guess you make a good case. It just seems pretty extreme to say that somebody is like a phoenix rising from the ashes in one rule and the next rule say almost conversationally, boy, you're really a piece of crap. (laughs) You mean you ain't shit? Yeah. Yeah. You ain't shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That just seems... Will, you know nothing about clowning. Just seems bad. Like, it just seems like a good inspirational... The book Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance is pretty gentle on the reader. It sort of invites... What happened to your rainbow wig, Will? I lost it. Sorry, Mr. Pickles had a rainbow wig yesterday because I was sort of trying to find my inner carrot top. I love it. How did it Um, go? Well, I just started doing some street clowning to entertain people kind of like in the streets. And I kind of lost track of myself, and I wandered into the sewers of Los Angeles. 
uh, and I uh, became friends with the Society of Mole People uh, last night, and at some point they took my wig. Uh, well, listen, that was a bizarre journey that I enjoyed, and I think in some ways that's what it is to be a clown. That was a yeah. bizarre journey that I enjoyed is what I want people to say after they come to my shows. I bet you they do if it starts with making a balloon animal and then puncturing it. That's true. And then watching me run full speed down a motorcycle ramp into a brick wall. Have you ever injured yourself doing that? Never. Amazing. I've got hard <laughs> bones. That's artistry. Hard bones. You must That's have hard dream. bones. So how's the book coming? Have you written it yet? <laughs> No, no, no! I haven't started yet. We just met yesterday, okay. so I have to start it. You know, uh, I, why you know, haven't I, you started it, Will? Because I just you got a- lost in the sewers. You should have been working on this. It's I already spelled out for you. Ten steps. How easy could it be? It's very easy. I, Everything's I will, right there. You throw give me a some week. Pictures. I'll get you a draft in one week. Perfect. Would you mind helping us answer some emails? We get emails into this podcast, and I like our guests to help us answer. So if you're listening, our email address is book at willhines.net, B-O-O-K at W-I-L-L-H-I-N-E-S dot net. Please only write in if you are a hardcore fan of the publishing industry. Don't bother us if you're only a casual fan. Okay, here's an email we got. The subject line is an electronic mail to your show. Read it out loud. Okay, here it goes. Hello, Will. I am a hardcore fan of the publishing industry. My fan core is so hard that my therapist has advised me to, quote, just focus on a hobby for an hour, will ya? End quote. To that end, I invite you to please, parenthesis, this only goes for you and Karen, none of the listeners of your podcast. Give a listen to the upcoming episode of Nope, Though. This is my podcast. As a HC fan of the PI, I am making this exclusively for workers in and of the publishing industry. Don't let anyone who is not a vital part of the publishing industry know about it or else. I hope to see you listening always near Emmanuel Poppet. Interesting. So I guess he's promoting a podcast called Nope, though. Or is it just Nope? And no, it's called Nope, though. So I guess if you are a fan of the publishing industry, which that's the that is the sum of our audience, check out this other podcast and he will see us listening. Any thoughts, Karen Dolby? This isn't a question. This isn't a question, Will. Somebody just made you read aloud a plug for their podcast on your podcast. Okay, you're right. What could one say? I got something to say. What's that, Dolby? No, is a play on yes and. What? If you think about it, nope, though. I don't see it. Yes, and. I don't see it. Well. Connect those dots for me. They taught us some improvisation at my clown college, and yes, oh. and is sort of a core tenant of uh-huh. making things up on the spot and going oh. with the flow. So, for example, Will, you just say anything. Say the first thing that comes to your head. Sweater. Sw- yes, that is a sweater, and it is also a hat. <laughs> wow. that, that is funny. That is funny. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let me try it, Will. Okay. Uh, here's a pencil. Nope. Though, I hate your guts. That's <laughs> also funny. Also funny. Also funny. So I guess it does work. Here's the next email. Hello. We are Legion. We have been searching the nether realm for your spirit to consume you as one of our own, uh-huh. but have been unable to locate your ghost anywhere on the astral plane or otherwise. Please reply with your location and any other ghost writers you may be familiar with so we may assimilate you into our horde. Mm-hmm. Lovingly yours, Legion. Well, 
Dolby, this is a common misconception that because I call myself a ghost author, people assume that I am a ghost. He is, I think. And people contact me to ask me sort of ghost-related questions, and I have to remind people that I'm not actually dead. This is just a figure of speech, that I'm an author who doesn't get credit, so that I am an invisible presence in the books and thus a ghost author, but I'm not literally a ghost. Can I be honest? I'm very happy you clarified that because I was also under that misconception. That I was a ghost? Yes, until this very moment I did You thought this whole time that I was a ghost helping you write a book? I was excited by that idea. It says ghost, ghost writer. I'll ghost author a book for you, of course. You never heard the term ghost writer or ghost author? I've heard the term ghost rider, like the Marvel movie with Nicolas Cage. Mm, That's funny. We had a whole episode on that at one point. Great uh, movie. I've never had an original thought in my life. (laughs) Here's the thing. I don't think that's true. Here's the thing, Will. If you're so certain that you're not a ghost, why don't you report back to Legion with your precise location if you're so sure you're not a ghost? Then I think you should respond and tell them exactly where you are because if you don't think that they're going to take your soul where it should be not here on this astral plane then just respond with your precise location that's all you got to do unsafe and foolish to be giving out my actual physical address to just a random person who emailed into my podcast well if you can't trust somebody saying who they are over email then i don't know what to tell you well also if you weren't a ghost Let's just think about it, okay? If you're a real person, do you think that you would be having a conversation with this clown who wants to write a book called Zen and the Art of Unicycle that starts out with you, yourself, as a normal person, is boring and bad? Do you think that's what being a human is? Or would it make more sense that you're a ghost kind of going around and this is the reality that you're experiencing as a ghost makes more sense to me Dolby what do you think I agree I mean I already feel like I was clear that that made more sense to me which is why I came in with that notion that I well, was recently I, disavowed of well Karen is suggesting that you yourself are also not real that you are part of some illusion that I am experiencing in the afterworld or some sort of in-between land because I have not moved on to the afterlife. Right, Karen? That's what you're saying, that I'm a ghost and part of the evidence is that something as ridiculous as Mr. Picklesworth would not exist in the real world, right? Isn't that what you just said? Well, the way you say it, it sounds like shit. (laughs) Not to me. To me, it sounds like my next book. Wow. (laughs) Two books. Two books in the making. Well, I don't think I'm a ghost. I think Mr. Picklesworth is real. I'm happy to write this book and any other book you want, Mr. Picklesworth. I'd be honored to help you. Well, thank you. Can I, sorry, follow up on one thing from before? Mm -hmm. When I said fuck you to that last person who sent in that plug for their podcast, that was me breaking them down. And now... Today, they will go, they're going to have the funniest podcast episode they've ever had. Yes. Yes. Smart. That is kind. You break people down in order to help them. You help them. Then they rise like a phoenix. Mm -hmm. Then they go back to you ate shit. And then they go back to you ate shit. Exactly. (laughs) And then they go back to Sinbad. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then, yeah. Frankenstein's Trace and you just trip the bitch. Remember. 
It's Sinbad, Sinbad's wisdom. <laughs> Afros and bell bottoms. It's one of my must-see VHSs. Uh, Sinbad comedy special, Karen. You probably don't know that because you're stupid. All right. Doesn't work I, on me, Will. Doesn't work on me. Look, I am in Dolly Parton's house right now, so I really what? should get going. Okay, yeah. yeah. I got to go, too, because uh, I'm currently microdosing. <laughs> Again? And uh, I still feel a little kind of uh, detached, so I need to go kind of come down. Hmm. Mr. Picklesworth, thanks so much for being on our podcast. We're going to get this book to you in seconds. Wonderful. One week, you said. One, One week. week. One week, and I, I anticipate it will hit shelves in Barnes and Noble the week after that. So I am looking forward to all the. <laughs> It'll take a little bit longer than that, but we'll do it as quickly as possible. Time works different in the afterlife, so. I'm not dead, so we are bound by the rules of reality. Uh, it, you know what? It could be available online the week after, but it'll take a little bit longer to get physical copies on the shelves. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Dolby, and Mr. Picklesworth. Stay Thank goofy you, out there. All right, that was another episode of I Will Write Your Book. My name is Will Hines. I play the character named Will Hines, and I would like to plug um, my, my other podcast. I guess, screw it, we're just going to talk about comics. My brother and I talk about comic books, the only podcast ever where two guys talk about comic books. Please check it out. We're currently going over the Superior Spider-Man, which if you are a comic books fan, you know that is a terrific run of issues. Um, Pam, would you like to go next? Pam Murphy played the delightful Garen Donahue as per usual. Uh, Murphy plays on Twitter and Instagram, always tweeting, always gramming. Well, so on your other podcast, you plug this podcast? That's right. So it's a real snake eating its own tail kind of thing. That's right. Great. The Will Hines Enterprise Comedy Content Machine is a dead end. He's a close circle. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Zeke. Please introduce yourself and say who you play. What's up, everybody? I'm Zeke Nicholson, and I played Mr. Picklesworth, a.k.a. Dolby Sheen, <laughs> one of the most memorable characters that has ever graced the airwaves. Uh, you fleshed him out for weeks before you came on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are going to be talking about this for years to come. I love Mr. Picklesworth. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could check out uh, Miracle Workers Season 3 airing on TBS sometime in mid-July. It's an Oregon Trail-themed season this time, so if you have any interest in watching Daniel Radcliffe be in the Oregon Trail, give it a watch. People love the Oregon Trail because of that game. It is, that's right. We had it, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Zeke, for being on the podcast, and... um... Yeah, Pam, thank you, too. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Do you know what an NPE is? Yeah, that's okay. No one does. It's a non-paternal event, and it's what they call it when you do a DNA test and find out that you actually are the milkman's son, or your parents used a sperm donor, or you were adopted and no one ever told you. I'm Eve Sturgis, host of Everything's Relative, where I invite my guests to talk about DNA discoveries and how spitting into a tube has changed their lives for better or worse. Episodes are out every other Friday. Find them on Campfire Media or subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Campfire.